You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. sexual subjects you are listening to a broadcast of the cunt cast podcast a conversation with a classically characterized cunt carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation and i am your host najayla ree uh a sex blogger who hasn't touched another human being in well over a year and i am joined by my favorite person, Mr. Aaron Rand Freeman. How are you doing, sir? For the record, uh, when we um, can touch each other, I'm going to tackle hug you like Tigger. It's going to be a professional wrestling style tackle down some stairs where everyone's fine. <laughs> um, but it's... For the sake of my spine, can we just make that a bro dap? <laughs> um, no. That's what happens okay. when you go too long without seeing someone. Is you get these tackle hugs. Now am I now am I necessarily gonna tackle you through a table and give you a hug? No, that can be negotiated long term. But the tackle hug is non negotiable. That is a hundred percent. Can, a thing can that's we tackle hug onto a soft surface? That's part like, of the negotiation process, sure. We can find um we can make a nice um bed we can make a nice bed fort. Little pillow fort yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, pillow can, forts. I'm always down for pillow forts. And then we can do that. Because the hug, the hug is going to happen. Where it winds up is not like the actual like that can be this. It could be a pillow fort. It could be a pool. It could be any. It could be a lake. Yeah, um, not a lake because they're squishy on the bottom, and I'm not into that. <laughs> I mean, standing bodies of water are not my jam. Like people like the frolic in standing bodies of water. My faith in humanity's ability to keep this planet clean is shot. So any um any stagnant any place. So we're um, in a chlorinated pool <laughs> with several floaties for our safety. Yes. Yes, there okay. you go. That would be yeah, yeah. Very, I get down with that. I get down with several that. lifeguards. <laughs> like a matter of fact, they'd be waiting on the bottom, waiting to spring us back up out of the pool and put us back on the lip of the pool. As soon as we as soon as we hit the water, they would just be on the bottom and spring us back up, and it would just be we would just yeah, be yeah. standing back like where we idea. were, except we'd just be very we'd just be wet, but we'd be both standing back on the pool like a second later. That's the plan. Merry Christmas, everybody! Woohoo! Happy holidays! Oh yeah, happy holidays! Uh, Fuck Christmas! I mean, you could say Merry Christmas. I just say Happy Holidays now to spite people who think there is a war on Christmas. I didn't know Christmas was a thing that we could fight a land. Why well, it wasn't a resource that we fought over as a country? <laughs> Apparently, um, uh, if you go down, well, don't go down. But Prager U says there's a war on Christmas, so a bunch of people that are very gullible uh, believe there's a war on Christmas. Um, um, right. So. To make those people just a little bit sadder, because their happiness does offend me, I'm going to say happy holidays. But it's funny, I always hear the war on Christmas as a gag. 
But, no, no, there are people who are like legit for Christmas. But there's no such thing. It Christmas is still the dominant thing that we celebrate in the country. That's why the oh I'm Jewish I don't celebrate this is still a viable joke. It's like a it's a it's a gag that I've seen pop up in places like oh I'm I'm Jewish. Or the Happy Hanukkah dude in a row of Christmas people. That's a joke because America celebrates Christmas and we don't really recognize anything else. We aggressively celebrate Christmas uh, in a way that is the antithesis of Christ's actual teachings. But it's neither here nor there. My favorite thing about Christmas now is thinking about what <laughs> what gifts, what impractical gifts you would get a baby in 2020. Because that's what happened. Those three wise men came and dropped Jesus like some tickets to the they opera did give and some whiskey. Really impractical gifts. Right. I could just imagine. And like a silk tie. And it's <laughs> How like poor nigga. Mary must have felt on that night. Like it's cold. Uh, you're in a goddamn barn. You've just given birth amongst manure, because that's what's in a manger. Right. It's, it's where donkeys hang out. It's gross. It's smelly. You're bleeding from your vagina, uh, and you've never even had sex. So that's just how she feels. Uh, vaginas go. It's uh, yeah. You 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 menstruate maybe if she was old enough, uh, and then babies come rocketing out of them. None of the good stuff. uh, And then uh, three weirdos come in (laughs) and give her a whole bunch of crap. Like, here's uh, some perfume, uh, some, like, non-edible stuff, uh, frankincense and myrrh and some gold and silver or whatever. Uh, You know, things that babies really love. And then some drummer (laughs) is just rat-a-tat-tatting in her face about the whole deal so yeah um it was probably not her favorite day i'm trying to think of the three things that i decided would also be a really good impractical gift for a baby in 2020 like i was like you get them whiskey a playstation 5 and something <laughs> else like you just like three things like for a newborn baby that's just highly impractical that but right on make their parents hate you right like why um, did you get this i would go with like a kazoo you can you can you can play I think you can give a baby a kazoo and they'll be amused by it. Their parents will not be though. Right, but that's the thing. It has to be something that literally a baby has no use for. Like a baby wouldn't even be able to like chew on for their amusement. Like completely impractical. Oh, um give them the facult reader, um a cat tree and some gravel. Just a bag of gravel. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's what I thought. Aftershave, a PlayStation 5, and whiskey. That was it. Just three things you just w- would not want. Just for a new pr- as a present for the baby. Uh, yeah, as a present for the baby. It's like, no, it's not yeah. your whiskey, Mary. It's Jesus' whiskey. <laughs> Don't touch it. It's his. It's our Lord Jesus' Savior. You follow the star. You brought this hooch. Let's <laughs> start a religion, motherfuckers. I paid yeah. $1,800 for this PlayStation, so that little nigga's going to play it. <laughs> You're not you. Him. Just plug it in and leave the controller in the fucking manger in the hay with him. <laughs> <laughs> Some camel's going to sit on it or something. Right. Oh. Yeah, I've been, I've been, oh, I've Christmas. been, yeah, I've been making fun of Jesus for a bit. I also, yeah. I also firmly, I, I have a running gag that um, Jesus came down to tell us all that it was pronounced Jod, and then we killed him. 
<laughs> that's why that's why we strung him up because he came through like listen it's actually i'm jesus and it's john <laughs> for the people at the gif gif argument is like no actually it actually is john but then we murdered the shit out of him and that's the end of that <laughs> that's why god abandoned us. that's why john abandoned us because his, he sent his boy to settle this argument and we killed him <laughs> that <laughs> oh i please don't condemn me for this blasphemy we have a we have a patreon ladies and gentlemen unreasonable. we do we, we do, do have a patreon patreon.com backslash on fridays for more of this 100 percent accurate theological discussions based on yeah. only a keen keen unique understanding of the bible from a whore and a comedian. <laughs> also, you have um, you have your own you have your own Patreon, which people should be pointed towards. I do. It's se- it's uh, and I'm going to start un- using it. Separate uh, from Unreasonable Fridays, by the way, you might just want to support Najela. That is a totally above board. Najela, what is your uh, Patreon? I should know this off the top of my head, right? I'm gonna assume it's Patreon.com/slash/BalasianBitch. I hope I'm right. Let me look this up. Uh, <laughs> Let me look this up so we make sure we're not sending people in the wrong direction. Uh, but yeah, um, I actually decided to try to throw my hand back into fiction writing, and I'm not—I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm probably bad at it, but I decided that's what I'm gonna do. Um, that's what is my quarantine gift to the world. That's what's um, it's gonna be my bad uh, Wattpad uh, fiction. No, it's um, not. It's not bad. urban fantasy. It is not bad. <laughs> you haven't read it. <laughs> Oh, well, you can. You've you've been you've been a good writer for as long as I've known you. Have you gotten a chance to do good writing? No, you've been professionally kind of given the shaft. But you yourself can write. It's yeah. not. It's a matter of just but getting the. Also, I was in a coma for half a month, so my brain don't brain good. Your brain. You're, but I'm trying to get it back. I'm getting, trying to get it back. You're getting back on the horse. I'm just gonna say yeah. that as someone who knows you, you're definitely getting back on the horse, and that's really good. That's really all that matters. Yeah, so I decided I'm going to use Patreon. That's going to be a place where I'm going to like um, shit post about like my writer's journey, which is basically me going, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, like, I don't know uh, if you've ever tried to like do long form fiction writing, but you realize how little you know about all the things when you try to write something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every other paragraph, uh, I'm just like, I better research this. Which, obviously, I like doing research. It's kind of my thing. But um, I also realize um, when you write uh, and you try to have characters that are very different from you, you will not get it right if you don't do that research. So I am at least enjoying that part of the writing process. Also, realizing how hard it is to type with longer fingernails. Because I was... Uh, like I had pretty bad anxiety. So what I would do, I was biting my nails all the time. Since I was like three, I was a nail biter, uh, went to the coma, woke up. I no longer bite my nails. So my nails grow incredibly fast. Uh, so now they're, I try to, I'm trying to keep them like sports length, but if you've been typing very fast your whole life with very stubby nails and suddenly you have very long nails, um, you realize that you have lost your ability to type at least as accurately as you remember. Right. So that was a, a cute little discovery. Good little journey. Uh, I had a birthday. That happy, was cool. Happy belated. 
Yeah, I'm old. You're Yay. not. You're not old. <laughs> now you're. Are you spiritually old? Because of the year, yes. We're all. Yes. We're all about twelve yes. years old. We're all uh, now sixty-three years old. No matter how old you are, mm. we're all sixty-three. Uh, so good news for some people. Pretty bad news for all of our listeners, mostly. <laughs> but uh, I had a pretty chill birthday uh, because I, even in the best of times, you don't want to go outside and deal with people. So this year, nobody could try to make me do things. And that was my favorite gift. <laughs> um, also, I got some pretty good gifts off my wish list. Hey. Not to brag. Uh, I decided I'm going to be a vinyl cunt uh, because I got my dad a record player because he had a record collection when I was a little girl. And um, when they moved to North Carolina, his record player like broke in, mm. the, in the mood. So I was like, I'm going to replace that because I was like working and I had money. So uh, when I came down, I'm, I'm with my parents now, and I realized I have not heard him use his record player and his record collection is like in a closet, just collecting dust. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use that record player and I'm going to play garbage on it. So I added all of Panic at the Disco's records to my wish list. Some, I don't know how, but you found me some uh, Saint Motel um, and... Uh, I got a bunch of them. I, the only Petty of the Disco record I don't have right now is uh, their first one, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Classic. Uh, but people want like real money for that one, and I'm not willing to give it to them. But it's still on my wish list. Hinty, hint, winky, wink. But I noticed this birthday, because more people, I think, are open to the wish list because it's been a year of birthdays where you can't like physically give people gifts. Um more people paid attention to my wish list. And I realized that the way women deal with wish lists and men deal with wish lists are so dramatically freaking different. Like uh, most of the guys that approach me like, oh, I see your birthday's coming up. Ooh, what do you want? And I was just like, I have a wish list. And I linked them to the wish list. And it would always be like, so you have any toys on there? Do you have any lingerie? And I'm like, no, but I have this like closet organizational system that I'm I'm very much into. I have like a cool water water fountain for my cat, um, you know, things I'm wishing for. And they'd be like, well, I'm gonna buy you some stockings, some lingerie. And I'm like, for what? We can't touch each other without dying. <laughs> and I'm not taking pictures. So, what is this for? Uh, and I also noticed one guy was like, I would risk getting COVID for that pussy. And I'm like, ew. ew. That doesn't make me endeared to you or turned on. No. Just no. makes me sad for you, really. Oh, man. No. <laughs> that sounds like a cry for help, sir. No, that's a, no, no. Guys, no. But I Don't noticed ever say that. Don't ever say the, that. Yes. When uh, a longtime listener actually did get me some closet organizational stuff creamed my pants i was so excited i've organized my closet i feel like a superstar i've never felt better in my life but also i noticed 
uh, ladies were like, oh, I heard you like journaling. Here's some stickers that I found. Like it was very like, here are things for you, not here's some stuff I could give you that I will then later benefit from. Mm -hmm. Like what dudes did. So I kind of feel like um, if you see, if you have like your your favorite sex worker, porn star or, or uh, you know, personality and you see that they have uh, an eccentric wish list, sometimes it's just great to get them a random item. Even if you yourself think that's a lame gift, they put it on the wish list because they wanted it. <laughs> so I think it's so weird when somebody goes, it's your birthday. Here's a list of things you say you wanted. And now I'm going to give you shit for them because I don't feel like they're cool or sexy enough. I don't. Don't do that. It reminds me of that awful song, Birthday Sex by Jeremiah, where he's like, it's your birthday, so I'm going to have sex with you because I like having sex with you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Which, for some reason, he wrote, sang, released, and nobody told him that was a bad idea. Or at least he didn't listen to anybody who told him that was a bad idea, because I guarantee he's played that song for some woman, and they were just like, nigga. And gave him the look, and he was like, nah, she's good. God, I hate that song. There is, there that's is, not a gift. That sex isn't a gift. No, if you're fucking someone regularly, that's part of the birthday. If you are, um, if you don't know that person, they don't necessarily want sex for their birthday. They would ask for it. Maybe that's my experience, is that I only know people who are very forward, comparatively. I've never had this whole coy, non-men trying to figure out what they want thing. I've had people ask me for sex on their birthday. Those people want sex with me for their birthday because they asked for it. I'm never going to assume they're asking. I'm never going to assume. Right. And that's cool. Right. In the context of the Jeremiah song, I do not get that impression. I get that impression that he's like, oh, it's your birthday. I've decided to give you sex with me because I super dig being inside you. (laughs) Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, happy birthday, your present friction on your genitals. <laughs> yeah, you see why we're not impressed by that? It doesn't sound good because it's not a good present. I would rather get a gift card to a restaurant during a pandemic than birthday sex. Um, yeah, because you can order the takeout. Yeah. You can you can go, you can do delivery, you can do pickup, you can have them leave it on the curb. Like you're more likely to get more use out of that gift card for a restaurant during a pandemic than you are um sex. Just like I can actually imagine that in the pandemic DoorDash gift cards are basically a better currency. There you go. You hear that, folks? Like that's actually completely true. DoorDash gift cards, yeah. folks. Well, DoorDash is evil, so don't give them money. Oh, wait. No, who isn't evil? Is Caviar? No, Caviar is bought by DoorDash. They weren't evil, yeah. and then DoorDash bought them. Yeah, DoorDash pretty much bought everybody that was competing against them and not being evil. So it's kind of just, if you want takeout, order it directly from the restaurant so they can actually make a profit and stay in business. All right. So we need... Um... Yeah. Yeah. But... Um... So that was my pandemic birthday. I'm gonna looking very forward to all my records. Um, my parents will be very sad because I'm sure they don't want to hear Panic at the Disco, um, who they are still confused. They can't tell Panic at the Disco from Blink-182, which I find hilarious. That's wild. But to them, it's the caterwauling white men. 
just seem diff. And I get that. Sure. Fine. It's fine. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I can identify Panic at the Disco because of you. Um, I don't like them, but I've learned to love them. Like when I hear I, them now, I, it reminds me of you. So now it actually, they, I actually I've learned to like them because of that. <laughs> the, the amount of times I've heard them in the background somewhere. And uh, sometimes I've just, I am like, I've DM'd you just to say hello. is because <laughs> I'm just like, like oh God. because, and it's good because, you know, it's one of those situations where you have that warm fuzzy moment and you can actually jump in someone's DM Aww. and not be terrible. Like it's, I, t- I take advantage of that whole I'm like, all right. When people tell me they don't like Panic at the Disco, I'm like, have you been watching the videos? Or are you just listening to the music? Because Brendan Yuri's face is hard to get past and I'm not going to fault you for that. But if you just like forget his uh weird face or body and just listen to um his angelic voice then you could like get down with it or um if you like the songwriting i figured out like my top panic album um is one that was written by Yuri and the bassist at the time yeah. and he left to storm another band and I realized I really like them then I went back and looked at all the Panic songs that are like my favorites yeah. and I was like oh I don't do I like Panic at the Disco or do I like Dallin Wakes and Spencer Smith <laughs> because I like their shit <laughs> that they write uh, so it could be his face it gets very distracting um, which is why I, for one, am very happy uh, that I just stream music and don't have to look at people's faces anymore. I feel we're in like a post-music video world where I could hear a song a billion times and never have seen the video, whereas before everything was about the video. Right. I mean, That's I remember. I, I'm I'm scared. I'm, I want to make a bo- the box reference. Do you remember the box on cable access? Yeah, I do remember the box. You had to call a number yes. and pay to get a video played. Oh um, God, that was that, that was one, one that was phenomenal. And um, I don't know what happened. Like I enjoyed that more than MTV because the box never put on any programming. It was the box. It was just music videos, and you just called them in. Yeah, but you it. have to wait like two hours to get your video played because like you're in a queue of 117 videos listen you're like oh you're just i would say any and all of that was better than like carson daly for example (laughs) so i remember uh when the mtv beach house came to new jersey they did a shore jersey shore summer beach house uh i was not yet in high school but like on my way there so they let us go on trips that were sponsored by the high school and they did a Jersey shore trip. So a whole bunch of us went just so we could sneak off away from our chaperones and try to get into the MTV beach house, which clearly didn't work because it was like a gaggle of like 11 and 12 year olds. Like we're adults. Ignore our braces. um, So they were like, you guys cannot like, we're not letting you in. You don't even have ID. We had like our middle school fucking IDs and they were just like, get out of here, garbage. But we did uh, get to see Carson Daly drink soda from a window and he waved to us and we thought it was the shit. It's like my best summer memory. And also I ate a candy apple and got very sick because it's a lot of sugar and my 
my body was not prepared. There is no, I'll tell you right now, there is nobody that eats a candy apple and their body responds well. Do they block it out? <laughs> Why no. do we sell those? Like, who who are they making them for? If you've had one candy apple, you never have another one well, in your life. The problem with candy apples, much like cotton candy, is the quantity is too large. Like, they give you a whole fucking apple covered in caramel that's too much like if they gave you well, like i didn't even have the caramel one because i was like that's going to be too much so i had like the one that's like candy coated the bright red one because it's like a thinner coat of nah, candy so i figured much. that would be less sugar and appropriate would be literally f like two slices of candied apple would be an appropriate serving of um, candy apple for the human body that whole like big round basketball sized apple covered in whatever the fuck no, it was a granny smooth apple the size of my fist right that's too much that's too much candied apple yeah and i ate the whole thing and then had um uh nathan's french fries which were very Whoa! good and Oh, what's that combination? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Not what my stomach wanted. Shit. I mean, and then I got on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. With all, with all due respect, what the bad decision? Right. With all due respect, what the entire fuck? Uh, I did uh, accidentally throw up in the ocean. <laughs> my gift to the sea <laughs> and then I came, went back uh, and I had to drive on a bumpy bus back to North Jersey for two and a half hours <laughs> but Carson Daly waved to me and it's funny because there were always kids when you go to Times Square I used to always be around and through there there were always kids waving outside trying to get him to wave back uh, at them when I um I worked at uh, MTV Viacom like the last year of TRL, right. uh, 2009, right before they lost that studio space. Right. Um, and I was always wondering, like, I'd go out for lunch and it'd be all these like kids. And I'm like, why aren't you in school? <laughs> it'd be in the middle of the day. They didn't turn over us live at like noon almost was when the taping started. And that's when the kids would start gathering. And I'm like, did you cut school for this? Yeah, you can't see the videos, right? <laughs> but they were they were critical to the appearance of uh, 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 TRL um, because of that. Because outside the cheering, the kids slammed up against the window were critical. Like that was my first yeah. introduction to like MMM Eminem Live was uh, him being there and uh, just everyone just talking, him having a weird conversation with Carson Daly, and then all the kids slammed up against the window outside. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was um, it was always very weird to me because they were like, everybody was like, oh, did you see any celebrities? And I'm like, no. I mean, like, technically, like, I closed the elevator door in what I was later told was Kristen Cavalieri's face. And I'm still not sure who Kristen Cavalieri is. So I don't know if she should count as a celebrity. She's um I know the name um I know I think I think Jake she was on a show that um which is probably why I didn't get like my contract extended for MTV because I literally cornered one of the producers and I'm like what is the hills like why is this what why does it exist like what is it he's like well it's a reality show but like it's not because I see like part of my job was uh uh tracking all like the scripts for their quote-unquote reality shows yeah they're hella scripted 
so I'm like, it's not reality. These people aren't like famous. Why, why do we have a show about them? Like, what is the purpose? Like, I just wanted to find that meaning. And then he like, eventually was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's show and people are watching it. <laughs> then he went to lunch. Leave, leave me alone, man. <laughs> I wasn't like, what, what are you, uh, I wasn't like coming after him like he was deteriorating society or anything, but I, I did just want to know why. Uh, I mean, that's, though, a, that's a fair question. I was working in standards and practices, so my experience with uh, all the shows are basically I, I, everybody in standards and practices had a block or several blocks of television that they would watch and record and then like say all the naughty stuff that mm. they did during that block. Uh, and then we'd snitch. So when um, MTV got in trouble, like I was there the year Snooki got punched in the face and MTV played it a lot. And a lot of uh, the standards boards were like, why are you showing this man punch a woman? That's so bad. And we would go, oh, ho. But on like a rival network show, um, like fx or whatever actually i don't think they're even a rival anymore but on a non-viacom station you showed x y and z and that was my job you actually get paid to do that uh but it, it was it was very weird to see how um violence was usually a-okay but sex never was no that's usually the, that's, the, that's the American way, yes. Yeah. So um, you would you they got a lot of complaints for like, you know, Eminem making a video where he kills his wife. That was, but like, I I can't remember the name. They're like obscure now, but they made a song. Uh, Asher Roth, that's his name. So Asher Roth made a song where. He had a, a hat that said Blumpkin King on it. Um, and for those who are not aware, a Blumpkin is when you uh, give oral pleasure to somebody whilst they evacuate on the toilet, uh, which is something I had to explain to a uh, boardroom of people, <laughs> including one of the VPs at, at uh, MTV, because I was the standards and practice person at that meeting. Um, while my boss at the time was too embarrassed to say anything. And I'm like, uh, we should bleep that. <laughs> People might find that offensive. Phenomenal. And also because of that, because uh, I told the VP that um, she was so disgusted <laughs> that she banned the video outright. So it did not play in rotation. And that was Asheroth's second single. So I would like to say that I am the reason that Asheroth is a one hit wonder. Yes! <laughs> phenomenal phenomenal that's my claim to fame they destroyed Arthur Asher Roth's career <laughs> yes and uh, now I have to watch while everybody else's careers get ruined by social media well they, oh, social media. Well, you know, the general rule of thumb is just don't be a terrible racist. Okay. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about how um, uh, probably in the next 10 years there will be no American porn uh, because 
uh, we allowed a monopoly to happen and MindGeek was not a good steward for the adult industry, mm. uh, let a whole bunch of bullshit pass. And now we have legislation that pretty much will make it impossible for independent people to create adult content. And you have places like Facebook and Instagram that just want to sanitize the internet completely where they just don't want sex workers on it. Even if we're just doing sex education, they're shadow banning They're They started just purging. Instagram is doing just a great purge of, of sex workers. So uh, you can't even use certain emojis anymore that might get you flagged. So, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's about to be a real dark uh, timeline for sex workers. Well, it's part of the work that we have to do. Like I, like I was always saying that um, it's in our benefit to, um, like, the election wasn't to change anything for the better, but to provide a protestable administration in some way, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just, you know, all of us being, you know, openly set on fire because we stand for things and having that be supported by the um the administration now i'm not saying mm-hmm. that we don't support they don't support that i'm just saying like at least they could be a little more underground about it as opposed to yeah, now well or, you know currently the bill that is scaring the pants off of everybody the stop internet sexual exploitation act is a bipartisan bill it was introduced by uh a Democrat and a Republican working yeah. together to screw people over. Always. Yeah. And uh, it is clearly just created by two dudes who just hate fucking. <laughs> it is way worse than Fasta Sesta. Because um, it'll basically, like, it sounds good on the surface because nobody wants revenge porn. Nobody wants um, people being exploited, obviously. But the way that they have worded this, it's a very badly worded bill. It's very vaguely worded bill. But one thing that uh, they are saying is that they want, um, uh, they want a database for individuals who have indicated that they don't consent to being featured in content. So you basically have to opt out of being in porn and okay. uh, before uploading images or videos, platforms would have to check everybody against this database to ensure that they're not in an image, which sounds like whatever. But if you are an independent creator, you can you afford to have the technology to check that database for every one of your uploads Hmm. Uh, especially if it's something that they uh monetize or gatekeep and say you have to have such and such license to access this database which they totally can do because it's a very broadly worded bill um they also want to have something separate from section 230 of the communication decency act uh so they want to bypass that immunity clause so you could have civil litigation against a platform if there is a picture on it that you don't like um 
they also want to have, if you house any kind of adult or actually, it actually doesn't specify adult. So if you house any pictures on your website, you have to have a 24-hour uh, online line that somebody could call to have their picture taken down. And you have to be able to comply with that demand in two hours. Two hours? Yes. Oh, dear. Well, do they have... Oh, okay. Well, it just doesn't yeah, seem like some, it. it doesn't seem like something that can be that can be sorted out in any reasonable. I feel like it's just something that'll be immediately exploited, <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, yeah. So if you're wondering why Pornhub went dark, um, first of all, stop using Pornhub. If you guys would have listened to us <laughs> so many years ago about not using Pornhub and supporting sex workers. Um, we wouldn't be in this mess, but if you're wondering why you can't access so much stuff on Pornhub, it's because uh, Pornhub pulled everything that wasn't uploaded by one of their verified accounts uh, because their their takedown process was highly flawed and their upload process was highly flawed. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry. So um, that is why Pornhub went dark um in response to them losing access to their payment processor both visa and mastercard decided that they will not do uh facilitate any money transactions on pornhub so basically sex workers are not getting paid and the money that sex workers were making mm, that potential uh income has just been halved because not only did they take out anything from uh, uh, unverified users, like people who do a lot of fetish content were finding that their videos were being taken down, even if they were verified users. Mm. So okay. um, that infamous day of adult sites going dark is becoming more and more of a reality it's not just a scare tactic that people can use it's something we're actually going to have to fight for for our like sexual expression because from if Pornhub is is getting hit anybody could get hit and uh, there is a petition that people are circulating um, to stop the uh, bill the Stop Internet Sexual Exploitation Act to have it re-examined, go back to the drawing board, and find a better solution. Um, and there's also a Change.org petition that I will link to this episode. Yeah, I'll we're gonna have to put you. that in the show notes. Um, yeah. That's to have Instagram stop unfairly censoring nudity and sex education. Even though what's sad is instagram private business so technically they could do whatever the heck they want but it is kind of important that we have um sex education that is accessible to all even though instagram facebook and a lot of other corporations would have you believe that we don't need it 
because it's not advertiser friendly. Like people are destroying sex education in America because it's not advertiser friendly because they don't think that they can put an ad for goddamn Cheetos next to your ass. That's that's what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. Which I beg to differ. I think you could sell so many Cheetos next to my ass. Um, put Cheetos on my ass if you would like. That's my understanding. Is we I don't know what we're bringing the hammer down on what for like what are we protecting and who from what i'm not clear uh, they want to they want to say we're saving the children nope you're saving the ad dollars which but that's also strange because we've been selling we've been putting ass cheeks next to things we've been trying to sell forever thank you that's what we do i don't understand that's what we've been doing but uh, th- those were like approved ass cheeks are sex workers of non-approved ass cheeks? No, no, we're dirty ass cheeks. Apparently, we're bad ass cheeks. We're we're wanton women are we, or gays. Oh, I mean, I I don't know enough about the topic. It just sounds um, <laughs> of ass cheeks. I feel like you're oh, somewhat. No. What I mean, of a connoisseur. I am. I am a trained aesthetician. But what I'm thinking is in terms of like, oh, the reason why we're coming down is because so many black and brown women are getting money for their ass cheeks and um as far as my understanding is that i see a lot more representation across ass cheeks and as a result um i can see why somebody i could see why um white folks would you know white legislators would be like oh 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 the horror because that's usually what happens is white people are allowed to be naked brown people are not allowed to be naked right type of white people can't be fat uh they don't like seeing disabled people um you can't you have to be the right age presenting in the right way um so we they don't usually like any of that androgyny they don't want anything gender queer um so just um, just sickly bird-faced white women are allowed to be naked otherwise the hammer comes down yeah yeah okay well that makes sense like i'm just thinking about it like oh this is we can't not only that but the asses that everybody wants aren't the asses that they're showing us so then we're just removing the uh, we're removing the institution of asses as a viable yeah, source yeah. of income um, <laughs> you have to like the same pointy asses that the ad execs like or to hell with you i guess <laughs> um which you know if you have a bony pointy ass more power to you if that's your ass love your pointy ass but uh i just think my round black ass should not be seen as offensive in comparison your 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 ass it unfortunately renders the other asses um obsolete and that's always been that's been the struggle with white folks is they find your ass the most attractive, but they're not supposed to. And they are so angry with themselves over it that they just lose their shit. And as we are right now, literally attacking the institution of being able to put your ass cheeks on the internet, because as we're growing, there's nothing more that they can do. Your ass cheeks are there. They're better. And frankly, we could put a can of Coke on each of them and sell more cans of Coke that way, and they hate it. (laughs) 
or I think it's very weird is um like the commodification of like body positivity has led to it be going full circle where um it was showing your body as a way of empowerment and that was something that like was revolutionary for fat bodied people and people of color because we literally had to cover our bodies because they were seen as offensive and then um that got commodified where they're like oh we could use this to sell things um but they wanted to make it more marketable and approachable so they took that and just put the same bodies that were always being shown but then saying that they were doing it because it's revolutionary and body positivity and then they use that to sell us things to make us feel bad about our bodies not looking like the bodies that are presented to us so now we are going to buy flat tummy tea and uh fucking nutra mint or whatever those drink instead of having real food meal plan bullshit are and and now you have noob who's saying well it's not a diet it's a way of life no it's a diet you're selling weight loss so i kind of feel like uh we just they just found a way to sell us the same shit and uh, in doing so, made it so nobody could show their bodies. Uh, a clusterfuck. Which reminds me of the song Cluster Hug, which is going to be on one of the albums that is on my way from my birthday. Very good. I don't know how, but they found me. I'm going to recommend that. I think they're going to be my new uh, Panic at the Disco. I, if you guys can't tell, I am out of my ADHD medicine and I have not taken them, so my brain is firing. No, you're doing fine. <laughs> Listen, we want where we we are going where we need to go. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying not to bring, I'm not trying to I'm trying to leave you opportunities to go to the next story before I start talking about the Baldo. <sighs> yes, the balls deep Baldo. Um, I was wondering if we're going to bring that up because I feel like that's something that like you need to see it. <laughs> um, well, I think we're, we need to paint the picture so that people are, are invited to look. So the Baldo is basically a ball cage that um, uses tension and resistance bands to make your balls a dildo. Um, Which I'm kind of wondering, would you be able to have double penetration if your balls are going through that much? I, um, it, it raises a question about ball sensitivity because essentially having your balls constrained to the point where they are suitable to essentially fill and man a dildo is, um, uh, and putting that in a vagina or a butthole, I feel would be too much. Um, um, it is I, my understanding that balls are very sensitive. I don't, I don't have them, but some, I've heard some balls um, can take a beating. Not mine, but <laughs> some can. And looking at, like, have you ever seen someone get their balls paddled to orgasm before? Uh no. But I've seen somebody that liked to be kicked, and they said. It was a sexual thrill to them, but right. they did not orgasm, which I'm like, mm, I don't believe you, but whatever. 
I mean, you haven't it's lived their journey. Right. And it's like, I realize the Baldo is for that audience. Like looking at it, I'm like, oh, hard no. But <laughs> understanding that there are some people who can literally take a cricket bat to the balls and have a huge orgasm. He had a monstrous or good for that dude. Real talk. Good for fucking him. <laughs> he went to sleep really well. But that's not for me. And it just fascinates me to like, I, I want to know more about it. Like I'm intrigued in the, by the product because it doesn't seem like i want to know who's it for like i want to see it in practice in practice i'm willing to look at any and all videos of the baldo in practice what was very interesting to me is in conversating around the baldo um i found out that there were people who were just putting balls in buttholes just like scooping them in and i'm just like how how do you put your balls in somebody's butthole without accoutrement but apparently this is a thing that people have been doing oh putting your balls i don't know why putting your balls in someone's bottle yeah like that just logistically seems like a task that's a lot because that that would be a lot of shoving and i feel like something would break either balls or the butthole something's gonna give the um again I have substantial balls, but I've never thought about where they go. What? <laughs> I have substantial balls. Listen, it's one of those things where you don't know how to you don't you don't know how to broach the topic and it's not a flex because it's not a flex. Some people do like big balls, but it doesn't matter the context of this conversation. But it is important to understand where I'm coming from. As someone with big sensitive balls, sometimes I look at other people, how they treat their balls, and it fascinates me. So all of this is interesting to me. I've been looking at videos of this stuff on and off for days now because some people's <laughs> balls are just for real warriors. Like I realize my balls are just dainty flowers of ballitude. They just are. They just frolic through the meadow. They get burned. They get sunburned easily. They get sick easily. They need to sleep a lot and they eat very little because... My balls could take nowhere near the amount of punishment required for the ball dough to work or to dip my or to force my balls into someone's asshole. And I, I imagine it would feel fantastic. Yeah, you know, I'm not thinking it's gonna feel fantastic. I I don't maybe if once you actually get them in there, sure. But like the act of getting them in there, I just don't see that being pleasurable. Um unless you're like hardcore into ball torture. There is a, there are a lot, it's very sensitive, balls are very sensitive. Like, I found out, like, within the last year or so, that I like having my balls, like, that I always thought that was for show. I didn't know that was a thing. I did not know that was a thing. No, I thought it was for show. And it's, you know, it's like, it's like deep throating doesn't always work. Like, like, the most sensitive part of your penis is at the head. So all the deep throating is mostly just Harlem Globetrotter stuff, just between the legs, over the, around the back, behind the back. Like, it's, it's great <laughs> theater, phenomenal theater, but it's theater, <laughs> you know? So, but to find out that my balls were way more sensitive than I could have ever imagined, I'm like, all right, I can see it. The contortion. Yeah, I always ask people, like, Do you, is that something you're into? Because I don't like a ball. Like, that's not right. a thing. Right. That's my understanding. Uh, and you do. If, you, if, oh, go on. Uh, the dick is the right size, then you could like deep throat and lick the balls. Well, you know, that's 
that's a thing that's happened. But again, you know, it's just good theater. You can hang around the you can hang around the head of my penis and make me come in two minutes, no problem. If uh, if you want to, if you like, I said some people they just you know they're out here they got. I, the, I do love that you have admitted that it is theater because there there have been times uh, in my past, you know, when I was like a young twenty year old and I'm just going to town. Um, and I'm wondering, like, who am I really doing this for? Like, there's no camera. We're not saving this for prosperity. And I'm like, I could have spit on my hand and gave him a good, like, uh, jerky jerky, and he would have been fine. Um, right. That's usually, um, that's usually what I've, that's what I've, like, my experience has been. So... Yeah, is yeah. that I don't deep throating is fun, but I've never. I mean, the thing about it is, and this for for deep throating to work, it has to um, it has to be it has to be maximized. Like I would have to fuck someone's throat aggressively for me to have an orgasm like that. So it's like wow. the, the, I find if you have a lot of like soft palate control and like throat control, then. The guy shouldn't have to do it. You should be doing all of it. So you should be like fucking him with your throat. It should be like active on the sucky's part. I think I think a bit of it depends because sometimes fucking someone's throat is what you want to do as a guy is just hold someone's head and go to town. So. So that's I guess. right. So that's the thing. So. Because it, it it just depends on who likes being more active when, right? Because I feel like you have to pick or choose. Because if you want to like aggressively throat fuck, and I'm trying to like do throat magic, like you might thrust when I'm squeezing, and it's gonna be a sad time for the both of us. Right. That's what I mean. There has to be that's all. That, deep throating again is a dance. Above all else, it's an elegant dance between two people that care about each other. <laughs> That could result in a lot of vomit. So make sure you plan the dance beforehand. But to me, deep throating is a lot of theater. Um, Someone just doing it is not going to make me have an orgasm. It's cool, though. Like, it's. Well, what about when you were younger and you were just happy that somebody was doing it? Nope. Um, The thing about it is, I've never. um, You can. If you return to the head of my penis after having done it, then I'm sensitive to it. But there's never been a time where. I've come from deep throating, just someone doing the thing, oh. and it's always I just a, mean like, golly gee, she, she put it in her mouth like that was I was like, well, it is people but, like that was enough. Oh, it is, but when you put it all the way, it actually, it actually, it's less, it's just less sensation at the base of the shaft, and eventually the part that the part that works is actually kind of stuffed into your throat and not moving. <laughs> so it's just like that, it's yeah. like it's like in there mm-hmm. and it's snug and it's cool. But we're not doing the things that would make me have an yeah. orgasm. And again, like I said, I realized I used to. I don't, okay. What happened was because you've chosen to use the word snug, I'm just imagining your penis, but like in a very nice sweater. No, that's exactly it. It's like, <laughs> is there there are times where, like I, because when when I was younger, I was like, oh, that doesn't work for me. And then there were people who were just like, listen, shut up. I'm just trying to do this. There were just like people who were just taking it as an athletic challenge to get as much of my erection in their mouth for them. I was like, cool, I'll, I'll shut the fuck up then. People, deep, I won't say anything. You're just there like, I feel like this isn't about me. Right, and that's, which is fine. They don't have a penis. I'm providing a penis. They should be allowed to explore as they see fit because they don't have the option to just ha- pull call on one like I do. Fine. 
but I let them I let them do the thing and but I tell them you know if I want you to know that I'm not going to come as fast so it's just like just know that you are in fact you are in fact just doing the thing which I appreciate but an orgasm won't quite result from this it's just good fun which is fine just yeah the sex doesn't have to be about orgasms no I think that's a a weird way of thinking about sex Uh, I'd rather sex be about mutual pleasure and that doesn't mean orgasms all the time I've had I've had people um, tell me that they get they get turned on by deep throating I've had people have orgasms from damn near choking themselves in my erection so sure. I get that. Right. I definitely Right. It's, so it's a lot of like constraint and release. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, people get people get orgasms doing a lot of sit-ups. Exactly. <laughs> like, so I so I've learned that even if it's not necessarily gonna make me come, if someone's offering to do it, because I never say it. I never tell anybody, is that you gonna fuck your throat, baby? I never say it. Well, especially if you say it like that. A lot I, I hear a lot of stories. Anywho, I don't say it like that. If you want to engage in that athletic endeavor, I fully support you. We do it. But um, I realize that if someone wants to do it and they bring it up first or they try it, that's fine. It's usually because they're they're enjoying it themselves in some way. So I'm not going to get in the way then. Especially because it has not, all I have to do is sit there and get my dick sucked. That's a first world problem. Top five first world problem is having to sit there and get your dick sucked while someone's sorting getting themselves off sucking your dick fair everybody wins it's still the high as i always say if it's the highlight of your day then shut up about it mm-hmm. and for the most part getting your dick getting your entire dabbing your entire dick in someone's mouth is the highlight of your day a lot of men make that mistake where we try to act like sex is something that is right alongside the mario kart masturbation and pizza that we were doing the previous 23 and a half hours not true <laughs> someone came in your house or you pulled up on someone, they put your whole dick in their mouth, they wanted to do it, someone came, it's the highlight of your day, it's okay to say. Fine. Well, I feel some people feel like that gives the other person too much power. Yes, because they could chew your dick off. Fair. Again, that is fine. If you don't want that power, then don't put some, let someone put your dick in their mouth where they could rip it off like a fucking lion. If you're concerned. <laughs> Which is I think it's more of like uh I emotional like power, right? Emotional right. Power I understand, yes. Not a direct, but yes. Right, but that's what I'm saying though. If, if power structures as a man is that if you're that concerned about power structures as a man, then you need to follow through with that. Because you're willing to get your dick sucked, but you don't want someone to suck your dick triumphantly. If you're that concerned, don't get your dick sucked. Don't let it happen. If you feel some kind of way after you get your dick sucked and somebody does it like a true champion, a fucking warrior, and you feel some kind of way about it, don't let them do it. You know, I've I've encountered that, uh, you know, in, in my sports fucking days where a, a guy was like turned off by my enthusiasm. Yes. And I was like, that made me like, so you don't want me to want it? Like, so how does this usually work for you? I'm concerned and I want to leave your apartment now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
it's a, a weird dance we play with delicate masculinities right and they're all about it until you're all about it in which case just fuck a doll like <laughs> what you're saying is you want someone to be present for them to also not be about it for you to enjoy it because they're not about it fuck a doll that it kind of just means like they what they've learned to find pleasure in is uh coercion <laughs> Get, and like getting turning a, a no into a uh reluctant yes yep. and then the chick not really being into it because they have quote unquote tricked her into it and way too many guys are into that and not the actual act itself it's about tearing somebody down which is scary those fragile uh, frat boy erections right that's why i'm saying when you have an issue with human levels of sexual enthusiasm that means you want a completely reluctant human which is a whole other problem which means you need to then be fucking mattresses dolls pillows chairs meat whatever but it cannot be sentient if you're entirely that means means an animal died for their punch meat i don't like that listen that is the animal we were going to eat in fact it's taking a meal off someone's table that animal had a glorious sacrifice and then that person snatched someone's meatloaf and fucked it that's a bigger problem again for another show again yeah but just saying if you if that's your thing if you get turned off by someone being really turned on and expressing their agency, you can't be with the humans. You got you to gotta fuck the objects. Sorry, bro. We should just launch you into space. I would prefer that, but we can't get that right. We're not good with deciding who and what to launch into space. That's the long and the short of it. True. Right. If we could nail that, that's the problem with corporal punishment. It isn't corporal punishment is the problem. Is we don't know who to pick. We have no idea. All the sociopaths are fine. All the and we do not and we have a quota of people we believe to be guilty that we must punish to death. That's how American society works. So we can't do corporal punishment anymore. If we knew exactly who to send into space, we should send them space. Yeah. We're not there. I mean, yet I don't mean like on a spaceship. I mean just launching them into orbit. I don't want so I don't want I want them to go into a rocket that is disintegrated by the sun because I don't necessarily want um, like I feel like aliens are watching and I don't want them to see us disposing of our terrible people by having them float around. So Earth is just going to be a planet like orbited by a thin layer of its worst people ejected into space. Like, that's a bad look, and we don't look that good but anyway. I feel like that would send a strong message. I mean, the whole fact that we're all, like, really fist-fighting each other to spread disease is a pretty strong message. We don't need to dedicate <laughs> space time to yeah, that. that's true. But the aliens would definitely know that they better not, like, fail the vibe check. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just all are worse people. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Like in space, and we like put a shirt on them that says "failed vibe check." <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Jamanthri, you failed the vibe check. You rapey shit into the upper atmosphere. You go, bitch. Once we what? get that, 
once we get that down then um sure um yeah yeah <sighs> all that to say um fellas um let 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 your um don't overthink your blessings that's all don't overthink them that's it if you do and you act wrong, you're gonna fail the pussy vibe check and be ejected. Not into space, but definitely out of that vagina or I, butthole. It's one of the things why uh, oh, no. it's it's why there's I hate to say this is like this 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 groundswell of very lonely, angry older men because a lot of the bullshit simply ages out like when you're 20 the shit works because nobody knows any better and over time people just want to stop bothering so by the time you're 35 to 45 years old either you've seen that and change what you're doing or no one's going to want to touch you and by that age it's just like a bunch of 35 to 50 year old confused men about why don't non-men do anything they want to have sex when the opposite is true is they do just not with you because you're terrible. Yeah, yeah. My brother sent me this like really awful Reddit post by uh, the guy who's saying like women don't actually like sex. They just teases and they torture us because I've never met a woman that wanted to have sex. And it's like, whoa. Ooh. Whoa, dude. You just, just no eternal conflict happened when you thought about that, my dude. Well, you didn't reflect on that, not even a little, my we, guy. We are absolutely positively trained that non-men don't know what they want. I will tell you that right now from being raised by elder elder dudes, we are the central message is that non-dudes, they do not know what they want. So as a result, we can then manipulate them as we see fit. I, in practice, that it proved to be untrue from a young age. I'm very lucky to have only known really, really objectively honest women growing up. So I don't have that problem where I need to, um, where I'm like, where I have this idea that non-dudes don't know what they want. That's not my experience. So, but a lot of men are taught that. And if they don't get, if they don't learn that, then, you know, or more so if they don't ruin it, because also, um, in my formative years, a lot of times what would happen is someone, uh, uh, not, uh, one of the girls in school would express sexuality to then be destroyed by every boy in the school verbally, even though every single boy in the school liked it. So then that, that lady no longer expresses sexuality. And then boys take that behavior with them forever and less and less people want to sleep with them. But those people still um, engage in sexual activity, just not with them. But they think that women are coy and confused when it's just really they just don't want you because you yeah. make it very dangerous for them to want you or anyone publicly <laughs> so yeah again these are all things that i was taught that were disproved over time but i can see it yeah, yeah. and uh, unfortunately like those angry older dudes that you talk about those are all the guys who are trying to hit up um barely legal uh and younger women right. because they've aged out of women their old age because we're not dealing with their bullshit right uh, they should um uh they should be launched into space by the way i have a very hard line stance on that um if you are an older man and you like young girls you should be launched into space full stop 
there is older women who only like young kid young boys to launch some bitches into space as well right i don't i teach kids i I taught teenagers for the first time all year um i'm so sorry listen those kids are on it especially because i let them have their own podcast um they they're on it but to see sexual value in someone in kitten people that young is a problem and 17 year olds 19 year olds 20 year olds 13 year olds all those kids i've taught all those kids this year to see sexual value in them i can't imagine seeing them as sexual because a uh, i'm way too afraid of the very mean things that they will say um (laughs) uh, i had to cover the teen bible class right for like a week and uh scarred me for life what those mean mean children <laughs> could say and i wasn't that much older than them i was like 23 at the time destroyed me <laughs> and this was at church so <laughs> i can't imagine somebody looking at uh, a, a being made of like so much like spite and it's like they're all little sociopaths at that time because like their brains aren't done yet so it hasn't sunk in that other people also feel pain and they'll just say whatever, man. And then smile at you. Right. So that's yeah. one. Also, they're not done. Uh, young kids are just not done cooking. And it's like in every way possible. What they say, what they think, how they look, they're not finished cooking. Yeah. It's really strange to find that attractive. And again, that's my hard line stance. I judge people who do. Um, and oof, oof, oof. So um, I was talking about like all the emo bullshit that I like, and I, I was thinking about like how in so many of uh, these like band fandoms, uh, the the age of impressionable kids that like these bands are always the same. Like fourteen year old girls still love Panic at the Disco, even though those dudes are. I think some of them are older than me. Right. And that now makes me more concerned than ever. Cause I like almost every band that I, I used to listen to that. Like if you played the warp tour, somebody in your band probably had an inappropriate relationship with a teenager. And that's really sad, (laughs) but that seems to be the rule of thumb. And nobody ever gets like, like it's never ruined a career to have an inappropriate relationship with a teenager or be like pushing 40, but your girlfriend's 19 or 20. Hmm. Nah, like for the fiction thing I'm working on, I like explore some of those things. Right. And uh, in it, I was like, oh, well, obviously like one character would be very upset if somebody that he's in a band with is having one of these relationships. And then I started researching and I'm like, oh, nobody has ever faced consequences for this. So it would be a mute point. Like nobody would care because he would get away with it. Because apparently if you could carry a tune, strum a guitar, beat a drum, you get to touch teenagers. Yes. One metal band that my ex used to listen to uh, lead singer took a hit out on his wife, only served like two years, got out, is now touring with the band. He took a hit out on his wife? Yeah, he went to jail um, for 
trying to order a hitman to kill his estranged wife because she wanted a divorce. Huh. Yeah. Okay. He served a couple years in jail. He was only sentenced to five years for that. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, back with the band. Just living life. Um, um, Still posting on on Instagram. Um, well then, all right. All right. Yep. If you think Trapped is like the worst, there's so much worse. I mean, Trapped is still pretty bad. Not just their music, like their whole deal. <laughs> well. <sighs> oh, we had time up with. We got on so many tangents and really got into the ball, though, that I didn't even get to talk about tiny pretty things. But we'll save that for next show. Um, give you a tease so you listen. Uh, but. I do want to say thank you for joining us and I hope you have a great holiday, no matter what you're celebrating or not celebrating. Um, I hope you don't have to work. Um, uh, Be gay, do crimes and uh, see you next Tuesday.